We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We have uh, a lot of Browns news, a lot of Cavs news. Tomorrow, the NBA trade deadline, the big Browns news. Scott Peters, the former assistant O-line coach here, headed with Alex Van Pelt to uh, to Boston to be the Patriots O-line coach. Also, T.C. McCartney was hired as their quarterback's coach. Yep, yep. I, we're, we're waiting to see if Stump Mitchell ends up there or where Stump might end up. But uh, that means uh, the Browns needed a new O-line coach, and that they got as Andy Dickerson uh, formerly of Seattle. He actually was an assistant O-line coach back in 2009 and 2010 here in Cleveland. He's the man that replaces Bill Callahan. And, of course, with that news going on, we've had all sorts of interesting comments come out of Super Bowl Radio Row, the NFL's first night. So we got Super Bowl 58 to get to. So we got plenty to get to on today's show. And uh, we'll probably start with Super Bowl 58, where where Pat Mahomes did acknowledge the other day that people are perceiving him as a villain, which I think is really I don't funny. Know why? Um, it's because they win a lot. It has nothing to do with Pat. Well, and maybe a little bit of his family background because yeah. people don't like them. Yeah, but when people start attacking your family, that's because they because <laughs> you're Teflon, right? Like that was always the thing about Andy Reid. They always talked about legal trouble his his yeah. sons had had. Um, and honestly, I just part of me that gets really uncomfortable when we. When you have sports hate for a person and it transfers to personal hatred of their family, that feels a little icky to me. Like if somebody if didn't it, like what me. What about when Tristan Thompson was with the Kardashian family? That was. Um, I don't think anybody hated him for that. I think I think most no, people not like hated dapped him, him that's up. That's true. Not hated him. No. But no. I'm just not the biggest fan of the family that he was associated with. You, yeah. Well, but I think the point is, I think that's about uh, a family that seems to care more about um, being famous for being famous than actually adding anything to the society. Yes. So that's less about uh, double T there and more about the uh, the Kardashians. <laughs> but uh, on example. the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. This guy has more jobs than Seacrest. I got to do American Idol. He's an Ivy League alum and a cheap plug pro. You want to make sure all of your great listeners start worrying about following at Ross Tucker NFL. It's Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. 
Dan Ross now appears on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Welcome back to the show, bud. What's up, dude? How are you? Doing very well. Always great to have you. Pat Mahomes talked about this earlier this week. Are the Chiefs the new villain of the NFL? And if not, is is that what's one of the things riding on this game on Sunday? I don't think they are the new villain yet. I mean, you know, they're the team that wins a lot that people aren't happy about, but they don't sort of have the uh, the other stuff that the Patriots had along with it that made them more of a villain. You know, Bill Belichick came across as a jerk, and people seem to like Andy Reid. Uh, I don't know how people felt about Brady, but I think Mahomes, for the most part, like with the dad bod thing is – pretty likable actually um and then you know they haven't had the other stuff and they still have had a lot of success but not quite patriot success yet so uh i think maybe he was feeling that because opening night there were a lot more niners fans there than there were chiefs fans so maybe he's taking that to mean that the like neutral fans feel that way but i don't really think that that's the case i I think uh, there was just a lot more people that were 49ers fans at the game because it's out here in Vegas. Can I Can I just – I just have to object. I'm not letting Pat Mahomes' body be referred to as dad bod. All right? What, I, would, you, what I, would you call it? I have a dad bod, okay? Uh, Ross, you have a dad bod. Uh, Pat Mahomes just doesn't have a six-pack. Can we agree, like, calling that a dad bod <laughs> is very dismissive of all the actual dad bods out there, including my own? So – what 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 I'm troubled by is you putting me and, and yourself in the same category. That's fair. That's uh, fair. I don't think you've seen me in a while, but I would say that I don't think, based on the last time I saw you, that we should be in the same category. Okay, that got real personal. And so now I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt, and I feel like I was just body shamed a little I, bit. I was I was trying to build a bridge there, and you nuked it. But I understand your point, and it probably is valid. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. There's just no, uh, yeah. And, and by the way, <laughs> there was a little dad bod there. Right? I think it did make him likable, you know? I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, uh, between the villain narrative with Mahomes, Brock Purdy trying to, I guess, find relevancy, uh, Kyle Shanahan going for his first ring, Andy Reid trying to win another one, the the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff, what? Even that's that's just kind of the off the field stuff. But even on the field, what is maybe your favorite storyline or narrative going into this matchup for Super Bowl Fifty Eight? Yeah, and I'm not this guy. I, I'm I'm really not. But um, I think the most interesting aspect of it is is the quarterbacks, and in particular, you know, if the Chiefs win this, they're definitely a dynasty. I know I've been on before with Nick where we've debated what you have to do to to be considered a dynasty. But if the Chiefs are able to win this, I think they're unquestionably a dynasty, right? I mean, three Super Bowl victories in five years, four appearances, five straight conference championship games, they're a dynasty. So there's a lot at stake there, and there's a lot at stake for you know people believing that Mahomes is on the same path, on the same level as Tom Brady. I mean, that's really where we're at with it at this point with the start to the career he's had. And then meanwhile, for Brock Purdy, I would just absolutely love, like love, if he won the Super Bowl. Because I am, I really hate like what I think are lazy narratives. I really hate what I believe is draftism. 
Now, I think it's fair to note, I don't think he's played his best in the, in the playoffs so far. And that's obviously a, a negative, but I still think uh, he's a very good player who had an awesome season, and I would love to see him win it. And, you know, the only thing I don't like about Brock Purdy is that he got drafted. I know he's Mr. Irrelevant, but he still got drafted. I don't like anybody that's ever been drafted. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm team undrafted for agent. It would be better for us if he was actually repping us by not being drafted at all. On paper, uh, to me, this Super Bowl looks one, a lot more one-sided than I think people are talking about. How evenly matched do you think these two teams are? Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs are clearly the better team. I think that if they played ten times on Sunday, that the Chiefs would win seven or eight. I find it stunning that the 49ers are favored in the game. Although I, you know, I do that betting podcast, Nick, even money podcast. And I had a professional sports better on there. And he was the one that told me, you know, the line is all based on the entire body of work. And it's based on the power ratings compared to an average team. So based on, you know, the 19 games the 49ers have played, they're considered to be nine points better than an average team. And based on the 20 games the Chiefs have played, they're considered to be six and a half points better than the average team. And so that's how you arrive at the Niners being favored by two and a half at the start until people started betting on the Chiefs. To me, that's crazy. I mean, we got to go a little bit by what we've seen in the playoffs, right? And what we've seen in the playoffs is Chiefs have been the better team, including at Buffalo and at Baltimore, whereas, you know, for the Niners, they're very, very fortunate that they were able to win the games that they were able to win, and that's all that matters and whatever. But I think I, I can't understand how anybody could watch what they have seen in the playoffs and say they think the 49ers are better than the Chiefs right now. Like, how can you say that? I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think you're right. Ross Tucker joining us on the North Olmstead Christ of Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Ross, pivoting to the Browns here a little bit. Nick and I, right when the show started, got the breaking news that the Browns were hiring Andy Dickerson to take over for Bill Callahan. We certainly don't know enough about Andy Dickerson, but do you have any background or knowledge as to who the Browns are getting in their new offensive line coach? So first of all, Nick, how do you feel about Spencer stealing your whole big North Olmstead line right there? Um, I'll allow it this once. Uh, okay. Well, technically, I mean, technically you've allowed it twice because I did it with Chris too. So. Well, now you're fired. <laughs> now get the hell off my show. Uh, because, that, I mean, you're known, Nick, for – saying that and for saying Deshaun's name as often as you possibly can. Deshaun Watson? So I didn't know if you how you felt about Spencer stealing one of your two uh, trademark lines. Um, you know, I don't know anything about Andy Dickerson. Uh, I, I don't. I think, I'll tell you what I think is interesting about it. I said this with the guys a couple weeks ago. I thought the Browns should have asked the Titans for a draft pick on Bill Callahan, and I still feel that way. Mm. I think it's a very, very important position. If he wants to be with his son, totally understandable, totally get it. This is professional football. This is not like 
oh, okay, well, your son's in seventh grade and he's on that little league team. Okay, well, he could be a, you, you could be the – no, what are we talking about here? He was under contract with the Browns. The Browns should have gotten some type of draft pick. That smells to me like one of those where the owners don't want to set the precedent of having a position coach ever be traded for a draft choice. But I don't care. I, I wouldn't have not have let Bill Callahan just go. He's under contract. I would have tried to get some compensation. And I do think it's interesting that evidently they did not want Scott Peters, who I think is signing with New England instead. Yeah. That's interesting because I think Peters had been there with Callahan for a couple of years. And yet, I don't know, based on whatever it is that the Browns saw, they felt like going outside of the organization would be better than promoting promoting him. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice Men's Je- Blend Body Wash. Man, you and these reads today. The Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash <laughs> providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Ross on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Reestablish my dominance there. Uh, one to ten. How confident are you Deshaun Watson will, not can, but will be a top ten quarterback again? You said scale one to ten? Yes, sir. Ten being the greatest amount of confidence, one being the least. Two? Would you like me to expound upon that? I would like you to expound upon that. Sure, yeah. You asked a question that deserved a number, so I gave it to you. Uh, No, I, I, um, I don't have a lot. I mean, even if you told me he would be 100% healthy for the whole season, I think it would be debatable. But coming off of two different throwing arm injuries, I, I would say not very confident. And it might happen. You know, I mean, like uh, I said, I think the Chiefs would beat the Niners seven or eight times out of ten. Well, maybe it's one of the other two or three, and maybe Deshaun Watson does it. But I don't, I don't envision it. Ross, to go back to the offensive line conversation here for a second and, and understanding the context of like none of us really have a great background on who Andy Dickerson is or how great of a coach he is, just how big of a loss – can you kind of put into words like how big of a loss Bill Callahan is for this team and what it means for the future of that offensive line room? Because to this point, and Nick and I talked about this earlier, like you could put anybody out there and you at least knew Bill Callahan was going to – if they were uh, – on a scale of one to ten, like a one offensive lineman, you knew he was going to raise them to like a three because he's just that good of a coach. So just talk about the impact of that, I guess, and um, what it means for the future of of that group developing down the line. This is like a five hundred word yeah, assignment I, you're giving him. You gave him like four <laughs> prompts there. Which one do you want him to answer, man? No, you know what? I get it. The thought on Bill Callahan, and the, and and I would say it's a significant loss. And I think next year. We don't know what game it'll be yet, but there'll be a game where the offensive line does not play well and they struggle in a certain area, and you guys will be saying, oh, man, we should have uh, – that was the Callahan game. And there might be more than one, to be honest with you. I, I happen to believe that it is a really, really big deal. I, I think I'm going to write a column soon about the fact that I believe that position coaches are way, way more important than people realize and that they don't get the credit they're due. There's a reason why they get paid what they do. I, you know, 
offensive line coaches now get paid, you know, some of those guys get paid, I think, a couple million bucks. It's unbelievable because they know how valuable it is. Ross, one of the big uh, reports out there is the current value of former Jets starter Zach Wilson is a sixth or a seventh. That's the most they could get for him. So should backup quarterback needy teams uh, like the Browns uh, be willing to pay a sixth or seventh to bring in Zach Wilson to be their backups? Absolutely not. No way. Why, why would you give up any draft choice for him? And why would you why would you give up any draft choice for him? And then he's, his contract's fully guaranteed for this year. I wouldn't want to be paying him anything like that either. I mean, no. For what? No. You need so, so that if Deshaun gets hurt again, Zach Wilson to the rescue? Yeah, right. No, thank you. Ross, to get you out of here, the Las Vegas sphere, is it the eighth wonder of the world or is it overrated? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. I think it's pretty darn awesome. I redeem myself. I mean, that, that's, such a, that's such a typical radio host question. Like, is it the greatest <laughs> thing ever or the worst thing of all time? <laughs> it's, uh, it's neither, but it certainly is closer to being – the eighth wonder of the world than it is to being overrated, I would say. Spencer, why don't you tell Ross your opinion on the sphere? I just think it's it's just a whole bunch of hoopla. Like it's just a giant screen on a circular building. And and, and I don't know. I, I think we make too big of a deal out of it. People are every time there's a new image on there, whether it's a smiley face or a chief's helmet, it shows up on my Twitter feed. I just I I don't care about the sphere. I just don't. Ross, thoughts? I think it's really, really cool, and that's also someone who's never seen it in person, which makes it even more impressive. Mm. Ross, that's exactly what I was looking for, <laughs> because that gives me a complete and total win about the sphere. Still looking for people on my side. Yeah, Mac, yeah, keep Mac. looking. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe go to the dark web. There's uh, 4chan. There's a lot of places you could look for people to agree with you. find the Reddit page on sphere haters, the Las Vegas sphere haters. Uh, it's, a, it's a big conspiracy. Ross, great stuff, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks, Ross. Absolutely. See you, dude. Later, dudes. Ross Tucker there. That was Odyssey NFL Insider. Ross Tucker Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Ross in the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. The Deshaun conversation, there's been a little bit of hedging there. When we use things like can, I, I just, let's just go ahead and hardline it. Deshaun Watson will be a top 10 quarterback again. I do want to get into that here in a minute with Spencer, but uh, Bill O'Brien could be on his way out in Columbus already. There is a significant name that is apparently already in place if Bill O'Brien goes to Boston College to be the head coach. That name was mentioned on the latest episode of Sons of the Shoe with myself and Spencer German. Follow the Sons of the Shoe on 92ThroughTheFan.com, the free Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, so on and so forth. We'll get to that name as well at some point in today's show. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think two is criminally low. I think, too, is recency bias. And Ross did make it about the health side of things, yeah. which I think is the fair part of this. But I just – I think it's – I think saying two is – to me, two is uh, can the Browns win the Super Bowl next year? To me, two is um, will is, is Kevin Stefanski as a play caller suddenly going to be the greatest coach in the, the NFL? No, he's just going to be a little bit – 
freed up to do other things. He's still going to be Kevin Stefanski. Like this idea that, or, or can Brock Purdy become a better quarterback than than Pat Mahomes? <laughs> That'd be a one. But like, I just think I'm cool being somewhere in the middle range. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. But I just, I'll go back to it. I think a lot of this is recency bias. And I think a lot of the narratives, conversations on Deshaun have just got to a point where we're kind of building encampments and recruiting members to join us over here. Well, uh, can I ask this? How long, like, what is what constitutes recency bias? Because on some level, like, I get saying this past year he didn't look great, year before that he didn't look great, but this guy hasn't played football now in basically four years. So, like, if, if you're talking about recency bias, like, if we can't, if we if we're looking at a four year span, I think that's a little bit longer than just what we see right in front of us right now. Well, but I think they're all interlinked. I because again, I just think you're not going to get any. Don't cry for me, Argentina for Deshaun. You're not no. you're not going to get people to be sympathetic or give the guy a break, considering why he was out for seven hundred days. So I I'm not saying that's why Ross said that, yeah. but like initially it was well he hasn't played football for seven hundred days. Of course he's not going to do it. And then they move the goalpost to be, well, those six games were awful, so clearly uh, he's not going to be good again. And then this year it was, well, okay, he played better, but he still wasn't a $230 million man, and um, now he can't stay healthy. So I, I just think it's I think it's the convenient answer. It doesn't mean it's not the right answer, by the way, Spencer. I just think it's a yeah. convenient answer that lacks any depth or nuance to where maybe the 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 goalpost should yeah. be moved. I mean, I was surprised he said two because I think Ross has been on before with you and said, you know, seven or eight. Like, I think he had confidence even a year ago this time that Deshaun was going to get back to being that quarterback. I would, I, I'm kind of with you where I, I'm in the middle on it. I would, here's what I would say. I would say last year, like Ross, I think I was on the higher end of that spectrum. I was probably thinking like, all right, Eight or seven or eight, like I have confidence that this guy's going to get back to being the quarterback that he, or close to the quarterback that he was, and it's gonna it's gonna work wonders for this Browns offense. Mm -hmm. I think after this year and throwing in the context of there's this injury, I'm not going all the way down to two and saying he'll never get back there. But I now am more in like the cost the cautiously optimistic um, range of this conversation. And I for me, which is by the way, just for because we're gonna keep it on the number scale, like probably five and a half. No, 5. Not, no, you get, you gotta be, it's got to be uh, just five, five. There, just there five. we go. Okay. All right. Not no, continue. Um, but I, for me, I think the injury or the health part of this is the, the bigger, that's the bigger problem for me mm -hmm. because I, I, like I've tried to go look up, uh, throughout sports history and not just football, like other sports, a player who's come back from this injury that he's had and there's not a lot of examples of of players who have had this injury, so it's hard to know exactly what you're going to get. And I understand, like, it could all go well, and you got doctors saying, like, oh, it's it's a procedure that happens, and we do it, and he shouldn't have any issues. But if you don't have, like, concrete examples of other players coming back from this, how can we fully know that he's going to just be the same guy? And the other part of it that's scary is that it was in his throwing shoulder. Like, well, with, with but, Baker's shoulder issue, it was the other shoulder. This is his throwing shoulder. But, like, I guess my my point is there was a time where Miami Dolphins doctor said, don't sign Drew Brees. He tore his rotator cuff. We don't have any evidence of guys coming back from that and being the same. And a guy in that, like, similar window was Chad Pennington, whose career was completely halved, and his career as a starter was halved because of that same injury. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that was a scenario of, well, we don't have uh, a lot of evidence of somebody coming back from this. So... 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. There's, there's always evidence. The problem with evidence is you choose the evidence you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So there's but, evidence okay, of for, you can come back from a torn rotator cuff, and there's evidence right. that you can't. So, like, the idea that you don't have evidence, well, okay, but how many times have we mentioned glenoid injuries in sports in general? Like, That's I, what I mean, though, because, like, I, I think – I'm not saying that the the – my point isn't that because we don't have examples of it that you should be at a two with Ross. My point is just if somebody's telling me and I feel this way that they're they're unsure of if he's going to be able to come back from this because we don't know and that has the more in like the five range of like, well, I don't know. Can he still be the same quarterback? I'm not going to fault you on that. And, and it, I mean, you bring up all these examples like when Tommy John was first a thing, there wasn't actual ways to really fix that. Like they, it's taken years and years and years to a point now where – I mean, even like 10 years ago when a guy had Tommy John, you almost thought, oh, that's a kiss of death for their career. But I think Now all of a just... sudden, it's like, oh, you can come back from Tommy John and be a great pitcher. Almost every pitcher, I feel like, has Tommy John now. But I think we've turned the glenoid into the rotator cuff. I think we've turned the glenoid into the elbow for pitchers in 1965. Like, the reality is, it's okay to say, I don't know. And I don't know does breed uncertainty in this exercise we're talking about. But like... The shoulder is a concern going forward until you see him consistently throw the ball with some sort of force because it wasn't like the guy had a howitzer in the first place like Cam Newton. But Cam Newton had a, a frayed rotator cuff. Cam Newton, it was in that yeah. that that ligament, in that, that shoulder, and that's what ended his career because people have made that comparison. Right. So, like, to me, it's, it's more nebulous injury concerns – and that's more to do with Deshaun's style of play and not making the right decisions. But, like, I think the number one reason why you should be more confident than Ross's two out of a 1-10 to 10 scale that Deshaun will, not can, 
throw that maybe that throw that that language out of there because it's riding the fence. My the reason why you should be more confident than a two that that Ross had that Deshaun will be a top ten quarterback again is because the Browns are no longer half-assing it, and the Browns have. And I played yesterday on the show uh, Kevin Stefanski from a year ago, and I played Kevin Stefanski from this year, talking about what they have to do around Deshaun, and there was zero difference. The difference this year is they've overhauled the staff. The difference this year is that there are no more excuses. And if you don't, if Deshaun is healthy, big if, complete fair Yeah, but how can you also trust them? I understand new offensive coordinator, different perspective, blah, 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 blah. But how can we also trust them that this is this is now now it's going to work this time because they told us the exact same thing last year. That's last fair. year was but we're now, building the offense around Deshaun. We got all these great ideas. I'm sitting down with Deshaun in the off season. We're working through some things, and he's telling me what he likes and didn't like. Apparently, he didn't com- com- uh, communicate to him that he doesn't like scripted plays because they kept doing those. Apparently, but you know and that how? came out this year because this year uh, they took on Stefanski's side of the ball. They fired one of his closest assistants. And if you believe the Albert Breer reports, which I do because Albert's plugged in, they reached down and basically used Alex Van Pelt as a scapegoat to go ahead and get the attention of Kevin Stefanski. When they fire your offensive coordinator and you're the the head offensive coach, when they help you make that decision, force you make that decision, whatever it is, that's them saying that, I mean, he's a sacrificial lamb. It is, hey, do you know who's next on the depth chart if you don't get that right, if you don't get it right with Deshaun Watson? I think some of that is necessary because Kevin has half-assed it. And I don't – listen, I think Kevin's a great head coach. I re- I'm Sorry, great head coach. I don't know what great head coach means. That's nebulous. But I do think Kevin is, is a really fine coach. I'm excited to see if he can grow into being more than that. I'm excited to see if they can win consistently. I'm really confident as a head coach he can help you do that. But as a OC, as a play caller, he has been stubborn. And it has been about scheduled throws, scripted plays. It has been about turning your back to the defense. And those are the things that don't work for Deshaun. And you knew that in Houston. Well, see, but this is where you get into the conversation then about whether you trust Kevin Stefanski or Ken Dorsey more. And that's the other problem I have is that I I would feel better about Kevin Stefanski calling the shots on offense than I would Ken Dorsey you just mean based the guy, on what I know about him coming from Buffalo. You mean the guy who forced Deshaun into a system that didn't fit Deshaun? That's the guy. Because, again, I'm, not, I'm just, well, I'm just saying okay. what it is. Well, you want to go there then, we'll go to an even bigger scale on this, which is why did they ever bring in Deshaun to pair with a coach that they weren't going to work well together? I think that's a totally fair question, but I think there has been stubbornness. And, and listen, it could be stubbornness. It could also be Kevin knowing how to win one way. And so whether whether it was the the front office and and uh, Jimmy Haslam reaching down to do something that does feel dysfunctional, which is to fire a coach from out uh, out from under the head coach on his side of the ball, or whether it was Kevin making the decision, they've half-assed it. Look at the offense 2 years ago, then this last offseason we were promised a whole new offense, never happened. Never happened. And and you can't just blame it on the injuries. Because you had multiple opportunities. And by the way, it's not just on Kevin. It was on uh, Andrew Barry for bringing in Marquise Goodwins, who, who was on his last leg as a wide receiver, and Elijah Moore, who was a, a reclamation project, and saying, look, we fixed the wide receiver spot only for that not to happen. Yeah. So, like, this is bleep or get off the pot. 
And there's a part of me that feels like if you are doing everything you can, this year is about going all in with Deshaun. We're going to rebuild the offense down from the studs on up. If we're going to go ahead and we're going to actually take it seriously that you need another speed wide receiver to go with Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper, that actually is as impactful. Actually, finally, you know what, or getting off the pot is as impactful as any concerns about his health. If I sound flummoxed, it's because of the myriad of takes that happen in the studio in the break because uh, Nick Saban has joined ESPN as an analyst and will appear mostly on college game day, but will also appear uh, as part of their draft coverage as well. To which I kind of was like, yeah, okay, it's Nick Saban. Like we've gotten to a point where they're, they're forcing it too much. Like guys, the resume does not automatically mean the guy's going to be a good analyst. He like, is good though, Nick. I think he is. Have you yeah, heard him? I, I, he's I, good. I actually think whenever he's popped on, he's been really, really good. Can I can I set this up? I got Keith no. on the side for this one. No. Let's go. You yeah. won the sphere. I win the Nick Saban Simmer on game down. day. Well, my point is Tom Brady <laughs> becoming the the number one Fox uh NFL analyst in the booth without ever having actually done it for a game. That's a scenario where, oh, he's got six rings. Oh, sorry, he's got oh, seven yeah. rings. He must be great at it. So, like, that was my point of reference. I mean, that's... Now, but there's a difference. Down? No, can we stand down on Nick Saban for one damn second? The idea, because difference. it's not the most ridiculous thing I've heard. The idea that going to get demoted just because because he's not Tom Brady is so stupid to me. It is. However, the take that enraged me was... I don't even have anything for Mel Kuyper. I'm not. I'm neither a, a Kuyper apologist or a Kuyper hater. But then Mac Robinson in the break goes, "Well, I hope it means we can go ahead and take Mel Kuyper off the coverage." And I said, "Explain yourself." And he said, <laughs> oh, "I just don't feel like he's been as good recently." What the hell does that even mean? I mean, what? Oh, oh, he's, he's, his uh, his uh, his take time. It's an extra half second for him to get to the friggin' point. Like, does he not watch as much film? Well, Explain how you think Mel Kuyper's lost his no, fastball, ahead, please. Ahead. I think compared to some of the other guys that they have with, with the draft coverage, I think that they have other guys that have a better fastball at this point than uh, Mel Kuyper. Uh, what's a fastball in a draft analyst? I will say, if you base your if you base your grade of a draft analyst off of like how many picks they get right, I know Kuyper like misses a lot, but I don't necessarily think that's like what you're looking that's for. That's also the yeah, dumb. I think everybody misses them. Well, that's it's a mock Nick, draft. Nick, it's not like I'm and not these, these jabronis. Real quick, these jabronis. <laughs> oh well, I got ten picks right. Nobody cares. <laughs> Just tell me what this that's, football player does well, you loser. That's my that's my stance. Like you've done the work, so I don't have to watch every snap of Alabama's left tackle. All right, that's the job. Whoa, you know I talk to a bunch of people in the NFL. You mean people who blatantly lie to you and you get things wrong because they lie to you? So no, explain to me where the fastball's lacking with the beautiful helmeted head of Mel Friggin' Kuiper Mac Robinson. I'm not over this one. So when it comes to Mel Kuyper, I just feel like a lot of his thing is the same thing over and over again. I think that you have younger guys that are coming up like Jordan Reed over there, Matt Miller as well, that they brought in recently. Matt Miller's good. Yeah, I, I, like I think that both of them are able to present it I'm well. Just, I'm not and defending the take. What, what, I'm just saying Matt Miller's another explain good analyst. To me what, what are they good at? And I like Matt Miller. I like Jordan Reed. But what are we doing here? We're ranking our favorite NFL draft analyst? What just, is that about? All I said was he was good. Why am I getting now lumped well, in the box? How do you know he's good? Because I read his draft so coverage every wait, wait. year. Do you read every single scouting report? Is there some no, sort of accuracy but... score of NFL draft analysts that oh, I can go ahead God. and see? Because I need to know... How Mel Kuyper, the man who invented a, a lane, 
The man invented the lane. He is a legend for that. He did invent it. And yeah. now, so, well, well also, Jordan also, Reed's better. You mean you're just not sick also, of Jordan Reed Nick yet? Would Nick Saban even have a job at ESPN if it wasn't for Mel Kuyper? Because Mel Kuyper, like ESPN... When they were when they were first coming up, like we know the whole backstory with like Requiem for the Big East and that whole thirty for thirty that they did, where like that was how they got they they found themselves with the putting on Big East basketball games. But Mel Kuyper's one of these guys who like what was ESPN before you get like a Mel Kuyper who like really found this niche that became a big thing in the I draft just, coverage on ESPN. So I just think I'm surrounded by a couple of ageist. That's what this is. You're just, you're, it's all that Mel Kuyper's and. I have Mel Kuyper. I mean, well, clearly you're backking up his take, talking about how all great I Matt Miller is. Matt Miller is also good. I didn't say. And then you didn't back up how you think he's good. Because when I've read his draft coverage, I think he has some very insightful things to say. You said that the barometer is that you want people who do the work of watching a lot of the, a lot more of the film than you have time you, to watch for you. Are you saying Mel Kuyper does doesn't that. do the work? I didn't say anything about I'm not Mel just saying, not doing the work. Because you I'm, know, you know Matt Miller does the work. Yes, now you're saying, okay. I'm just saying along with Mel Kuyper, Matt Miller also does a good job of studying the tape and giving you good analysis on the players that are ending the draft. I'm I, not saying he's better. I'm not saying he's worse. I'm not saying that I don't listen to Mel Kuyper stuff too. All I, I, I'm saying, I only read McShay I just want to stuff. get back to the Nick Saban thing. He's the guy that it's actually coached against these guys and watch film. So I'd rather hear him. Uh, yeah, yeah. But and by not, the way, if you but not because he won a bunch of Super Bowls, because he's actually do with good if at anal, yes, uh, analysis. Yes, if, if people have actually yeah. watched him, he's been on in the postseason where Alabama hasn't been in the championship game or whatnot. ESPN has actually brought him on studio shows or pregame shows in the past several times. He's been great. But like people have called for Belichick. Be- no, Belichick Belichick's has that too. Actually good Belichick too. has that too. Did you see the guys him at Army Navy this year? The guys that seem dry are usually decent at TV because then they're willing to just. I'm not going to hold back anymore. There's no reason. Yeah. Belichick was I'm not on buying the, Belichick. Bel- oh, Bel- no, because you haven't Bel- seen him. Belichick did you. game day uh, for Army Navy, and he was like leaning into like a character. He was like playing stuff up. He he put he did like a helmet. What's the he, character? He You've put a helmet him. on with like with Lee. Like him and Lee both put a helmet on together. And I've actually seen some other stuff of Belichick. Like he did some hit in New England or in Boston for like a news station where each week he'd like break down a play at he one used point. To do the same thing here in Cleveland back in the day. Yeah. He, he would break down plays like when it's about football and he can just talk X's and O's and it's not about like, who's your starting quarterback this week? I'm just on to Cincinnati. Like, I'm really not that anti-Saban. I'm just more incensed by the Mel Kuyper take. I, hey, if Nick, because here's the other thing. It is interesting though, because Saban's going to get a lot of hate and people are going to like see this report and roll their eyes and be like, oh, they're just giving this guy a platform because he's Nick Saban. But he's he actually is good to Keith's point. Like he's, he's, I, I enjoy I'd say the same thing about Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer's really good. He's been good in small until, doses. Until he plays uh He's been Irby, good in small Irby doses. Wait until, <laughs> we'll wait until Nick Saban uh, has to do a hit every single day. Like, yeah, Rex Ryan was hypothetically pretty okay. And then I have to see him on the TV every okay. day. Okay, Nick Saban and- is not going to be Rex Ryan, who, by the way, interviewed for the Cowboys job. Probably having some good foot stories with Jerry Jones out there in Dallas. I Nope. Nah, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to do the obvious thing that I could do. I think we should have Rank a fetish off. Rank your favorite off. feet. We should have a fetish off <laughs> to be the new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, Urban Meyer versus Defensive Rex coordinator. Ryan. Well, yeah, no, this is a prestigious position, <laughs> and whoever can really go in-depth and break down hey, what, oh, what, well, what works for them. We know Urban likes going in-depth. So. He does. Well, God, I was playing in the shallows there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do it with that foot, you kick the kicker. Yeah, that's right. You kick the kicker. Uh, Rex Ryan, we I'm not so that sure about that. of Sons of the Shoe, by the way. All of a sudden, Rex starts looking at Urban's foot. That's a mighty fine foot right there. <laughs> I see why you kicked that kicker. <laughs>
Hey, you got any video of that? <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.